Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. No boom today, but I'm joined by Andrew Combo Salop, host of Combo's Court, myself, Max Van Auken, host of the Max Van Auken Podcast, the MVP. I hope everyone had a splendid holidays. RIP takeoff. Combo, you're looking sharp with the orange. How are you? Doing good, man. Halloween season, Thanksgiving season. We are here in full effect in orange. We actually didn't even coordinate on that on purpose. We're just on the same wavelength. Great, great minds think alike, Combo. I have a lot going on with my appearance that I'm trying to uh, enhance and take to the next level. And orange just seemed to be the right move today. Right. We don't even know what's behind you right now. It's crazy. We just know you're there. Idea. You have no you, idea. You could be in the metaverse. I could be in the metaverse. That's called foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I'm trying to grow the beard. I do need mm. a, the hair a little bit. But yeah, the stash is growing in there. And that's going to be iconic soon. I'll have to update the MVP logo. But what I really want is is what you got going on. I feel like that would really take me to the next level. But it's it's not happening quickly. But you'll see the progression through the podcast when you watch the video on YouTube from day one to like, give me 20 more podcasts and you're going to start to see some of the beard forming. Wait, are you telling me there's something forming right now? Because I have to be honest with you, Max, I don't really see it. It's just the cameras. The camera angle isn't usually the best, but if you were here in person, you'd be quite impressed. Got you. Got you. You can't see it through the metaverse. That's the issue. Yeah, not through the metaverse because the blurriness behind me is kind of taking over a little bit in the front of well, but Anyway, combo. Gosh. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we're we're getting there. The, the the gains are getting there. The beard's growing in. I'm just becoming a becoming a man. Combo, becoming a man. I've been a man. I see it. I'm to be the man. Becoming a man. Man of the hour. Man yeah. of the year. What song is that from? And I didn't want to say that, schoolboy Q. I didn't. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give myself those accolades. But if you want to tell me that, I'll take it. There you go. Pot of the year. Believe in magic. You heard. Speaking of the magic. We told everyone that the main objective this year was to find an identity, like to find who that guy is, obviously develop the young talent. We're not talking about winning a championship or a deep playoff run this year, but we believe the culture and finding who that guy is was the most important thing. Combo, and I tried my best not to be a prisoner of the moment, but we're, what, six, seven games in, and we already know who that guy is. Like We could talk about Bobo's development, but we know the guy is Paolo. The guy is Paulo. He is the guy. He's the best player in that team. I'd say Franz is their number two. The team itself is dealing with some injuries. They're dealing with spacing issues, as I think I've talked about in the past. Their spacing is still a little bit wonky because the team is not totally built around Franz and Paulo in the right way yet. But you mentioned Bol Bol, and the one thing we were worried about was motor, and he's showing that he has, as of right now, a great motor, and he's playing with a lot of energy. So I'm really happy to see what Bull Bull is doing. And the team is able to win. They have enough talent to win basketball games. But in the money time, as they call it overseas, they used to say that I was playing over teams. In the money time, you need to be good in the money time. They haven't been exactly great. Part of that is because they don't have their point guard in Markel Fultz. Yep. But they should be able to pull out some of these wins. But maybe it's okay for them because maybe they get Wemby in the long run. Who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe Scoop. But um, I think the Orlando Magic fans do want to see them squeak out some wins here because they do have enough talent for these games to be winnable. And it's just some of those moments and situations, they aren't coming up big. But 
you know, I think the team has progressed since last season because last season they didn't even have a chance to win some of these games. Interesting combo. Like I said, I'm usually never for tanking. And I know we mm-hmm. talked about this last time. You think it builds bad culture. I'm not mad at you for that, Max. It does. But you know what? I think you can develop your young guys, but still have the long-term goal in mind. If I know Wimbenyama's around the corner, and I'm looking at this team right now, and I'm looking at what we have, one, two wins, I'm like, eh, you know what? It may be worth it. Because if Paulo has a really good season, Magic fans aren't expecting a lot of wins, but they'll feel happy if Paulo's balling out. So why not he's, let Paulo ball out? Too. Yeah, let him ball out. Magic fans are temporarily happy. We found the guy. We got the pick right. And we may have a great shot at Wimbenyama. Like, that's what I would be thinking. And like I said, normally, I would be all against this thought process because I'm not for that. But with a guy like Wembenyama, when we talk about the LeBron, Zion, Luka, Wiggins, and then Wembenyama, seems to be like that next big prospect. And if you know you have the opportunity, it's there. Why not do that while your young guys are still balling out? Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, they don't close late in games because of their youth. And like you said, they don't have a lot. Like, Markel Fultz is out. Suggs was dealing with some injuries. I just feel like that makes the most sense. So temporarily, you're making your Magic fans happy, but yet you still have the long-term goal. Like, imagine if they did get Wembenyama. It's a big if, but if they did, now you have Paolo, who you know is, we got that one right. Like, he's going to ball out. Like, he's putting up stats that, and I hate comparing them to these guys, but those are the guys that did it. Like LeBron James, like his first five, six games, 20 plus points, Paolo already did that. So, you know, Paolo was a hit. Imagine if you added Wimbenyama to this roster. That means if you have Mo or Bobo, may have to take a back seat. But I think everyone would be okay with that if you have Wimbenyama. Yeah. Maybe Bobo and um, Mo Bamba want to be the only unicorns on this team. But, you know, Wemby's available. You got to take them. Also, you know, Cole Anthony is suffering from an abdominal injury. They have a lot of injuries right now. So, you know, some of these games are going to be tough, but I think they are going in the right direction. I'll tell you what, if my career takes me to Los Angeles, but women Yama's draft in Orlando, I'm going to have to have a hard conversation with myself. Oh, you're going to want to move back, huh? Well, you know who else is playing great? Wendell <laughs> Carter. He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's he, a really good he player. Could, he could, like these guys are going to be very good NBA players, and Paulo is going to be a transcendent NBA player. And Franz is a, you know, we had all start at some point in his career, in my opinion. So they have three guys who are really good right now, and they just have to figure out how to build around them. And it's crazy. Yeah, we, I think the Orlando Magic, I say we, because, you know, we're Orlando Magic Podcast, we have probably more unicorns. And I know that phrase has been used around a lot now when you like when we talked about Porzingis and, but and Chet, but I really feel like the Orlando Magic probably have the most unicorns out of any team. Like the Cavs come to mind because of their young core, but they're not necessarily unicorns. Like Evan Mobley, I wouldn't consider a unicorn, but like with Bobo and then um obviously Why can't we consider why can't we consider um yeah, why can't we consider Paulo and Franz unicorns? They're like over six nine. They That's what I'm saying. All. So yeah. like yeah, we we have I saw um I think it was a poll from Bleacher Report. I forget what platform it was. And it was talking about, like, if there was the best young core, like, they voted on the best young core, and the Cavs was number one. And I'm like, okay, hey, I, it's kind of hard to dispute that just because of the success they're already having with Evan Mobley. You have Jared Allen. You have Garland. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell added to the to the roster. So I really like that. But as far as the Orlando Magic, we may not have the, the wins and success yet. But as far as just raw talent, I feel like the Magic are right up there. Yeah. No, they definitely got a lot of talent. When do you be – 
when do you stop becoming a unicorn if everybody's a unicorn in the team? That's what I'm saying. So I, I think that that phrase unicorn being- that means you're different. Like it's it's crazy because now basketball as a universal community is developing so many of these guys who are 6'10 plus that could do it all. You know, it's crazy. And I think a lot of it started with KD because Very after true. KD, a lot of the bigs wanted to play on the perimeter, handle the ball, shoot the ball, pass the ball, positionless playmakers at such a huge size, you know? Yeah. KD, KD definitely paved the way when it comes to that. And just something we've never seen before. He was the original unicorn. Speaking of KD, I mean, do you see that we're basically, and he's actually playing great. I've been watching the Nets play. He's playing hard on, we know, I know you're laughing because the Nets are a complete disaster right now, but Katie is playing hard on both sides of the floor. Um, You're making me laugh, Max, but um, it, it, it's crazy because the combination of a slight regression from some of the league's top players, and then these teams being so young and deep and good, is showing us that you can't revolve teams around one or two players anymore. You need a full team, decentralized offense. It's going to be tougher to win when you're evolving offense around one guy. I think the one guy that could still defy the odds at this point is Luca because he's talented enough and young enough. But it's just harder for some of these older athletes, these older NBA players, to really drag their teams to championships like they used to be able to do. You know, like LeBron in 16. You know, some, some of the other LeBron teams. But it's getting it's getting tougher and tougher because some of the older top players of the league are regressing slightly and the league is getting better. So there's a compound effect. Agreed. And, you know, I haven't even got to address the the Believe in Magic podcast about it. I did it on my podcast. KD roasted me. And for those listening, uh, listen, I've I interviewed (laughs) I interviewed Kevin Durant last year covering the Magic. And I gave the man his flowers. We had a good interaction. Now, just because you and I, for example, I thought Giannis is the best in the world. You thought KD doesn't mean I think he's a bad player. He's a top five player in the world. He's amazing. I'm not rooting against KD. All I did was an NFL analogy of Aaron Rodgers to Kevin Durant. I even said they're they're probably the best talents we've ever seen, especially with that position. But the criticism of Aaron Rodgers and the criticism of Kevin Durant are both the same thing. How they lead, combative with the media, they listen to everything. And that's usually not what we would want from the number one guy, but that's just who they are. And we can't change who someone is. That's just who they are. And I also said that Aaron Rodgers had Tom Brady. And so like in any, any other era, you're probably like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is that guy. He just happened to be in the same era as Tom Brady. So he was a number two. Kevin Durant, if he was probably in a couple different eras, he's that number one guy. He just happened to be in the same era as LeBron in his prime and his reign. And so I thought it was a fair comparison. Most people are like, dang, that's spot on. I'm working out combo. I'm getting the pump in, getting the gains. And my easy money, easy money sniper commented. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, what did, what did I get tagged in? The same thing as easy money sniper. So I look. The first thing, by the way, he said, aw, to one of my friends. Because one of my friends like, ah, I like this. But Aaron Rodgers got a Super Bowl on his own team. And I accidentally deleted the comment. I went to go pin it. And I was like, oh, man, I just deleted Kevin Durant's comment. But then he comments again. And he says, you can't compare me and 12. Um, I swear people can't just sit back and enjoy the game. And I'm like, dang, KD. Okay. But I so mean, then, like, you're, you're just doing your job. Man, and then uh, get this. He has the audacity to put my man at the end of it. Now, you and I both know, if that's a sarcastic my man, that's just insulting. So I'm like, listen, Kevin. And I, man, listen. He's trying, he's trying to be the best KD and you're trying to be the best Max. 
But he I just proved my point. You, by commenting on my post, you proved my point that you're just, you listen to everything. It, it wasn't a burner account. It was his account. And I killed him with kindness combo. This is what I do. I took the high road and I said, listen, man, I respect you. Uh, I gave you the flowers when I inter interviewed you. I just saw a lot of similarities. Boom. That's how you fight fire with water. Just like that. You should have said, I'm not a fan. My name is Max and my name is my brand. That's what you should have said. should have been like, you're soft. That's what I should have said. But no, but listen. No, nah, that, that, that wouldn't be keeping it pro. Um, I do have a Laker theory to throw at you, Combo. Let's do it. So I was thinking, and I've heard this a couple times. I'm like, you're crazy. Whenever I heard this, I'm like, you're crazy. But now I'm like, okay, there's a reason. I will agree to this under one condition. So the Lakers, if, you, if you're Rob Palenka, I'm going to speak to you like you're Rob Palenka. If you don't believe that you can win now by trading Russell Westbrook for some shooters, um, maybe exploring the market for Anthony Davis, you don't believe like even with all those things being added, LeBron in year 20, you don't think you can win now. And maybe that's why you're holding on to your picks, because that's the main reason why they didn't trade for Russell Westbrook. They didn't want to give up their picks for the Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. So if you're worried about your future, then you clearly aren't believing in what you can do now. So if you're just in the belief that you can't win now, no matter what you acquire or who you trade for, because the roster's just that bad, the situation that you're in, then you should look into trading everybody. And I never thought I would say this. I wouldn't personally do this. But if you're not trading these picks because that's the reason you're so worried about your future and you don't believe in the now, then why not go all in on your future? Trade Anthony Davis, trade Russell Westbrook, have a conversation with LeBron and say, look, we messed up. We're thankful for the championship we have with you. We can't win with what we have right now. Like, even if we add some shooters, this roster isn't ready for you to go and win a championship. Like, you're really good, LeBron. You could be the best player in the world in moments, top five. You're in your 20. You shouldn't have to carry a team all 82 games. Anthony Davis isn't available. Yeah. We want to trade you. We're going to trade you. Where would you like to go? And let's go out on mutual terms. And you trade everybody. Because if you're not into winning now, being half in and half out isn't going to do anyone justice. So either go all in on the future or go all in on now and give it your best shot. But this like half in, half out is not working. I would say this though, Max, and I don't want to compare the Lakers to the Warriors who are struggling now as well, actually. But the yeah. Warriors actually towed the line between win now mode and developing the future. And it worked out for them last year, which is kind of crazy. They were in a weird situation though because of the injury. So like that one year they were awful was because they just all weren't healthy. And then they just happened to nail every pick. <laughs> like that was crazy. But I don't know how but many they, but they, but you have to admit they did a great job of they did. not not leveraging their future and still contending and not only contending winning a championship. They're so well run though. Like yeah. I believe in that front office. I don't believe in the Lakers front office. Like I don't think they could do what the Warriors did. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And now Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, he you can allows him to be more of Westbrook so you're seeing a better version of Westbrook and it seems to be working a little bit. They won the last two games. And overtime because of a shot, like they're a bad basketball team. So all I'm saying is, if you don't believe you could win now, then what are we really doing? Because if you're worried about, like, it's just you're putting a product on the floor that you know that's not good, but yet you don't want to admit that you were wrong. So you're just seeing this bad basketball team, but yet there's no moves to improve it. Yeah, disappointing combo. You've been disappointed with the Lakers, Max. I have. It breaks my heart. LeBron's a huge reason why I fell in love with the game of basketball. And like every year, I don't expect him to be prime LeBron. But it just sucks that you have such an amazing career and he's it's ending in such a way that is like so unrewarding. 
Like, I wish he was in a better situation. Not, and I'm not, he doesn't deserve any responsibility for it, but. Things will change once he passes Kareem. I just, I mean, that's a great accomplishment, but he's going to be doing it. You remember when he passed Michael Jordan, the Lakers were awful. And it's like, wow, we thought it was going to be this bigger moment. It was just kind of like, bro, they lost. Didn't he like pass Kareem in some way or something? Like they made, they made something most, up with play. Total points, including the playoffs, I believe, and regular season. So playoffs don't count for your career total points, huh? It's got interesting. Yeah, that would, that would frustrate me too. But yeah, now he'll be the leader in playoffs. He'll be the leader in regular season, basically the GOAT. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be mad if somebody calls LeBron the GOAT. I think I was, he's like, I, was, I think like Michael Jordan had a better career if you condense it. But like, if you put into consideration longevity and being a complete basketball player, I mean, you got to go LeBron. So I think the debate is a tough one, but it's a tough debate. It's close. I'm going to tell you what, Cabo, and I never thought I would say this. I'm rewatching The Last Dance. Oh, you're one. back to Jordan? You're flip-flopping? No, 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 no. For one, I was never on Jordan. So if anything, this would be me completely flip-flopping for the first time. I'm still LeBron is the GOAT. But what I'm going to say is I'm on episode eight, finishing up episode eight. I've seen it before, but I don't know. I just, I've had a lot of time yeah, to you, just kind of marinate information and watch shows. Yeah, I right? mean, like, I feel like I don't, not to like want to be like that super, like everybody wants to call themselves busy, like, but like, Hey, I'm busy, you know, like that's a cool thing to do. But like, I feel like I can't even find the time to like watch that thing again. But it is really good though. Like all I'm doing now is my internship working out and podcasting. And I'm in a long distance relationship. I'm not going out and going crazy. I don't have my like the transportation. You know what I mean? You're so not like, outside, Max. No, nah, man, I'm buttoned up. I'm I almost said like I'm <laughs> I was gonna say like I'm Tom Brady, but he's in a situation. But I don't um regardless. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say is I love the fact that he was the best player on the best team. And I love the fact that he was so like once he hit that peak, he was so dominant for like that period of time no one else was winning when he was winning. And that's the one like, thing that I, eh, you can't say that about LeBron as much as I love him. I feel like we're also seeing like how important organizations are and I feel like the Bulls organization is somewhat underrated. Like some of the pickups they they some of the players they picked up to build around Pippen and and Whoa. um and Jordan. Like the like like Dennis Robin when everybody was out on him, Tony Kukoc before people were really drafting international players to that degree. Like they had an amazing organization. Like that is has that something to do that has a big part to do with their six championships. Obviously, Mike was the biggest reason, but I think how good of an or organization the Bulls were. Are somewhat is somewhat under understated. Yeah, and Jerry Krause, there was drama, and he didn't always say the right thing. But to move off of Doug Collins when you just went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and to know to get Phil Jackson, that's crazy to me. The fact that you and even Michael Jordan's like that's going to take some balls to do that, and they did it. The fact that you're able, yeah, to get Ku coached, you're willing to get rid of Horace Grant, who was just balling out, goes to Orlando, becomes a star. Like they're always. Making they were always making moves at the time. They're like, Whoa, why would you do that? But it worked out like every single time you surround it. You got Ron Harper, like you had great. Oh, my Ron Harper was so underrated. Yeah, like all the pieces they were able to surround with him. It was wild. I got two things I want to end with since I'm going to get into host mode and segue this conversation. Okay. All right, you want my basketball topic or you want my non basketball topic? 
uh, stick. Uh, do I get both of them, right? It's just the order? Yeah, we're getting both. What do you want first? Right, go, go basketball first. You mentioned the word underrated. Who do you feel is the most underrated NBA player of all time? Is there a particular person that you're looking for? Not that I'm looking for, because I don't think you would select this person, but I definitely have an answer to my own question. I believe Charles Barkley's underrated. I feel like you might be right, but I think you would have been wrong if you didn't have the career in commentary, because we would just remembered him more of a basketball player and not with all these memes and all the funny stuff that he says. You know what I mean? So I think you're right because of his commentating career. Because people like, I think, especially um, people in a younger age demographic don't remember him at all as a basketball player. And they know about like the memes and the funny stuff he says and falling asleep and they don't realize how great he was. So I don't think that's a terrible answer. What's your answer? Jason Kidd. You feel like he's underrated? I feel like he's underrated. What makes you feel like he's underrated? The ability to lift the floor. Like, he has the LeBron effect. Not as good as LeBron, obviously. LeBron, we're both in agreement that he's pretty much the GOAT. But how well he makes those around him better was insane. Like, he was an incredible basketball player. He was a triple-double threat. And his ability to uplift his team and make those around him better was, he's one of the greats at that. Game managing, table setting, triple threat, triple double threat. Just an outstanding point guard. I love J Kidd. Would you say probably? And he J. got Kidd? that cha- and he got that championship towards the end. Yeah. So he does have that champ. So he does have that championship. But he was never like he didn't have the right pieces around him to win a championship. Now that Nets team was really good, but like I don't think he ever got in a good enough situation to win in his prime. But to me, he's like, he's so underrated, man. Such a great player. I love Jake Kidd. He's one of the best to ever do it. That's a great answer. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You think that. But I don't know if when people think Jake Kidd, they think one of the best to ever do it. I don't think that's the first thing that comes to their minds, right? The reason why I said Barkley is because when people think of the best power forwards, like you think of Dirk and Tim and KG and Carl. But I'm like, Barkley was like, what, 6'5", dominating the game down low. Like, that's a wild to me. And then he could bring the ball up, go coast to coast. He could pass. He could shoot. He could dribble. Like, Carl Malone wasn't doing that. Like, Dirk uh, wasn't doing that. KG, Minnesota was probably doing that. I'm not going to lie. But, like, Barkley was nasty to be that size at the power forward position, dominating in the paint. Like, I think that's so impressive to me. Nah, he was a great player, man. I mean, look, he won an MVP. He did win. I think he won MVP in 93 while Jordan was in the league. I could be mistaken. I think No, you're 100% correct. Yeah. So, look, he won an MVP in Jordan Prime. Okay, Combo. You also had a personal thing that you wanted to throw. You said a basketball and a personal. Not personal, non-basketball. Non-basketball. Personal would be like, do you think Combo is the GOAT? But we won't get into personal, you know. Yeah, I can't answer that I won't. Yeah, we can't answer that on here. All right. Is Jake Paul the real deal? Wow. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, he's going to continue to beat 
these UFC fighters. Like he's he's the real deal. Like he's legitimate boxer compared to the people he's boxing. And I'm not trying to take away what he's been doing because I think it's really smart. Uh, he's very serious about it. He clearly has like a real power, real athleticism. He's training legitimately. Like he is the real deal when it comes to those aspects. But when you say real deal, I'm thinking like we could see him on the biggest stage, box the best boxers and win. I'm like, no, we're not going to see that. I think he's good enough to be a professional boxer, not an elite boxer. But if he's going to fight the Nate Diaz next, or if he's going to fight Jorge Masvidal next, he's going to beat all those guys. Anderson Silva's 47 years old and was giving him the business in some of those fights. And he's not a boxer. But Nate Diaz gets hit a lot. He was, he's not an elite striker. Jorge Masvidal, like it's, there's a sweet science to boxing. Even though you're still hitting people, it's a completely different sport. So he's going to continue to win these type of fights. So he's picking the right opponents, you would say. Yeah, 100%. He's being really, really smart because he's making a lot of money, a lot of attention, and he's able to beat these people. And so Anderson Silva, it's like easy to say if and if and if, but the guy is 47 years old. There's a reason why he retired from the UFC. So like if he were 20 years younger in his prime, then he probably would have gotten the business, but he fought someone that's clearly on the back end, but still it's Anderson Silva. So you're thinking he just beat Anderson Silva, but when you add context to it, it wasn't Anderson Silva in his prime. That's crazy. He's 47. That's almost dangerous. 47 years that, old. That's almost dangerous. Bro. Let me ask you this though. <laughs> Do you think if we gave them six more months both to prepare and it was an MMA style fight, let's say UFC rules, who's who wins? Oh, dude. I mean, you don't even need six months to prepare. Like, Jake would need six months to prepare. He would need six years to prepare and still lose. Like, Anderson Silva is a even at, Even at 47, he would destroy no, him. it wouldn't go past a minute. One leg kick and the guy's done. Like, it's a completely different thing. Anderson Silva's a, an assassin, and Jake Paul has no MMA experience at all. Like, it's a completely different world. Very interesting stuff, Max. Thanks for yeah, he the... Doesn't uh... be he doesn't beat Tyron Woodley. He doesn't beat Anderson Silva. He doesn't beat. Let me ask you this: So, how good? What level? Is, take all the spectacle out of it, all the hype. How good of a boxer is Jake Paul? Like, if you were assessing him, it's so hard to assess him though because we haven't you, seen him in legitimate like. Boxing. You want to you want to see him against boxers in their prime age? That their primary sport is boxing. Yeah. Then, then you, but but look. Hey, this is what we have to do in the NBA draft, right? We can't watch them play in the NBA. We just got to right. watch them play basketball. So just from what you're seeing from his skill of, I know it's tough because he's fighting mm -hmm. guys that aren't boxers and some of them are a lot older than him. Where would you think his level was if you just have to assess the situation with the information that you have? Like on a grading scale, I would probably say like he's a C to B prospect. Like he's legit. Like he could be a professional boxer and have some success, but he, he's not like a, like he's calling out Canelo and stuff like that. It's like, no, no, no. He's not on that type of level. Like what I would compare it to is if you went and saw street ball. Is he like a heavyweight? No, no. Okay. No, he, he's, well, no, like if you were to watch pick up basketball on the street, like someone's just going crazy, like Rutgers Park, like he could probably play in the league, but he's not doing what he's doing in the league. You know what I mean? Like what he, like he's not that. Like it could transfer over. Like he clearly has skills. He clearly has power. He has athleticism. But when you play against like the real deal people in the league, you're not doing what you're doing on the street. Okay. Well, this was I'm not a hater though. I would, I would love to have Jake Paul on the podcast. I tell him that. He's always, uh, does he know enough about magic basketball for us to let him he's on a, the show? He's a, 
He's definitely a fan of sports. I don't know if he's a fan of the Orlando Magic. He better be because we're not accepting any people on the bandwagon when when Benyama's in Orlando. So he better listen to it now. That's true. I'm making the campaign now. So when when Benyama is in Orlando Magic, we spoke into existence. All right. Well, you want to sign us out or should I sign us out? Combo, that's all you, man. You could find us on the Believe Podcast Network, Believe in Magic Podcast. You could subscribe to the MVP podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, his name is his brand. You can find him on Instagram where he gets into quarrels with KD at Max underscore Van underscore Aukin. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore O-A-U-K-E-N. And you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to the Believe in Magic podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.